Hi, this is Dana Vespoli. When I'm not shooting porn or working to cure cancer, I am listening to the Porn Director Podcast. Live from the San Fernando Valley, it's the number one podcast in the adult entertainment industry. The Porn Director Podcast. Starring award-winning and veteran director and filmmaker Sal Genoa. And he's a DSA aficionado, the best producer in the business, and the king of drops, Khan. We are the PornDirectorPodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at PornDirPod, at Sal underscore Genoa, Facebook.com slash C-O-N dot P-D-P. Search Porn Director Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Vid.me, and YouTube. We are brought to you by AdrianaChechik.com, SalGenoa.com, and AdamandEve.com. Please send all questions and comments to Sal or Khan at PornDirectorPodcast.com. Let's talk porn. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a unique situation that has never happened in the 118 episodes that we've done. Sal is running late, and we are under a deadline. I guess he's being a superstar director, still shooting. He says he's got three more positions left to go. Sounds kinky. This is the Porn Director Podcast, located at porndirectorpodcast.com. Go to our wonderful sponsors, adamandeve.com. They have some sort of Christmas special going on. I'm not used to doing these intros, so... We have a Christmas special going on. If you put the promo code SAL, that's Sal, the guy who's not here, in to the promo code, you get a bunch of free gifts or free shipping or some crap like that, but it's worth your while. Uh, one time we were giving away um, 10 free gifts, but I think it, now you get some sort of special holiday gifts and stuff like that. Don't forget salgenoa.com, which has nothing on it, but we still say that every time. Um, where else? I think we did all that stuff. We did all the social media, so to speak. So, so without further ado, I would like to invite everyone to welcome one of the best in the business, a legend in the business, <laughs> known for his mid-sized penis, Mr. Tommy Pistol. Oh my God! So many people. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Did you shoot today? I did shoot today. Who did you bang? Who did I bang? Who did I bang? You can't remember who you banged like five hours ago, three hours ago. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, tell us about the scene. Who is it for? uh, Mike Bisco was directing. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, Jade Nile. Jade Nile. That's one that's been around for a while, and you couldn't remember. I, my brain shuts off after a while. Yeah, I, I think I need food. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, it was for Biscos for girlfriend films, and um, it was a pretty uh, quick intro and everything. But the sex with her was phenomenal. It was amazing. You remember the sex, but not her name. <laughs> the sex, but not her name. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have to give her a call. So. Are, are you gonna go that. check your? Uh, I am check, make sure that's who it is. Okay, wait. Well, 
Do you need some help? Because I'll, I'll help you out here. Uh, Tommy is looking at his phone, trying to figure out who he had sex with earlier today. It's coming. I won't say the date. I was right, Jade Nile. Jade Nile, okay. Right? <laughs> right. Yes, and she tweeted, uh, got fucked so good today by Tommy Pistol, and there's a picture of her with a beautiful boobs. Nice. Excellent. So good. So, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Tommy Pistol actually hosted AVN last year with Alexis Texas. Yes, I Is did. That, that's right. That's yes. okay. My brain sometimes work. Uh, you should follow him on Twitter at Tommy Pistol. He also has a movie coming out, The Unbearable Lightness of Boning. It is a that's a documentary. All right, and then we got a Facebook page for you, which is an is that like a feature you're putting out? Facebook.com/slash the gruesome death of Tommy Pistol. The gruesome death of Tommy Pistol was uh, five, it took me five years to make, and it's my first horror feature, and it was released in 2012 by Breaking Glass Pictures. Okay, so this is not porn. This is not. Oh, porn. it's a, a regular movie. Yes, nice. this is. This was my attempt, my first attempt at making an actual mainstream movie. Nice. And uh, Matt Holder, um, so many people, uh, Dave Corral, uh, just so many people helped me. Caleb Emerson, who directed Doggy Zombie Bastards, is. I would take it you're a big horror fan then. I do. I do like the horror films. I do. I gotta admit that. Um, I always I always say that, you know, it's either women or men with mid-sized dicks that like horror films. So that's what right. I normally say. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little history uh, about that movie. It started out as a short called Attack of the Staff Spider. And it was how a, a staff infection breaks out on a porn set oh and infects everybody nice. and turn turns them into pussy See, I do, zombies i do jujitsu so i know what staff looks like i and worst of off smells like yes so. i i did uh it's sal knows uh i did thai boxing oh, okay for seven some years muay thai some muay thai and i would get those little ringworms mm -hmm. from the gloves and on the mat and everything. funny you should mention ringworm because there's a person you are uh, you and i are acquainted with that uh recently had ringworm and she didn't know what it was until i said you got ringworm <laughs> go get it taken care of <laughs> yeah go and get she it. got it after doing a big gangbang scene oh and so it and happens then, well, I mean, like anytime you have a lot of sweat and a lot of uh, yeah, that's anyway a lot of moist, damp areas, you you have a possibility for ringworm. Okay, so yeah. on to your uh, gruesome deaths of Tommy Pistol. Yeah. Um. So the movie started out as a short, and uh, it went over really well, and actually uh, won an award uh, at my friend's festival in Philly. That your friend's festival. How do we know does. it wasn't fixed then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, everyone most of most outrageous at the backseat film festival. Oh, that's cool. So, what's the without giving away too much? What's uh, the best kill scene? Oh, there's so many. Yeah, but what's I, what's your favorite? You don't have to give away too oh, much. Oh shit! I would say. Uh, can I mention two? Sure. Okay. Uh, Kimberly Kane is in it. Oh, she uh, nice. had some foreign people in it, 
and Mia Tyler. Okay. Uh, Steven Tyler's daughter. Oh, nice. I kill Mia with a cheese grater. Okay, so there's several different types of cheese graters. Okay, is uh, it the square kind of pyramid one? Yes, it, that you it hold? was. Yeah, it was, it's the one that you probably buy in a grocery store. Right, well, there's a flat like ones where you hold at an angle. and. No, I needed right. one with a handle nice. so I could like swing it around. So you so. just sliced her up in these weird like panther type, panther spotting type blotches. Pretty much, yeah. We uh, Tom Devlin of uh, 1313 FX did the effects and... We figured out a cool way and to get the camera in close enough, and with a some a canned ham, grinding the grater as you drip blood. Oh wow! Through really gave it the effect. That's of, cool. Look at you, man! You're grinning like a little girl. <laughs> like this is how you know when someone likes their uh, really is into their horror movies. So. Yeah, I gotta admit yeah. it's fun. Uh, that was awesome. And Kimberly Kane's kill was pretty fucking awesome. How'd she die? Uh, she was tied up to a to a flat, and I stuck tubes in her body, running through a generator that used. Wait, her tied up to a flat? I get, uh, I don't know. Um, like a hospital bed. Oh, okay, Sorry. okay. A like a gurney. Bed. Yes, a All gurney. Right. All right. Uh, she was tied up to a gurney, and I had hose inside her, running to a generator, pumping her blood, which became my the blood I used on a slip and slide. Okay. You have my, my, so can people just go to, to, uh, the Facebook page and watch it or, uh, no, I don't, I never, uh, breaking glass pictures, distribute it. And I actually, can you iTunes it or something? Uh, it's, it definitely got pirated. So, oh. so <laughs> I would, I whatever would... you do, don't go on the torrent sites. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, they sell it out of Amoeba Records, which I'm very proud of. Oh, that's cool. If you want a hard copy of it. Uh, it's For loaded. those of you, uh, we have a lot of international listeners. So Ame oh, yeah. Amoeba Records is the largest independent record store in probably California, probably United States. Yeah. Uh, but there's a there's one down here. There's a couple up in San Francisco. I think Seattle has one, too. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So. But it's a cool just independent record store. And funny that you should say your movie's there because some of my old CDs from my DJing days are there for 56 cents. So <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Every time I go there and if what either it's that one copy that's always there or they keep replacing it. Well, the way to tell is, to is the price changing it. or. No, it stays at $19.99. Okay. Um, yeah, Amoeba reminds me of Tower Records, which was in which, New York, which was just yeah. phenomenal. A in uh, Union Square. Yes. Never go. been there before. Never been there. But you know of it. No, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Gruesome Death. You could buy it online now on uh, Target.com. You could buy it off of BreakingGlassPictures.com, their site. Uh, and you're still buy. getting tons of royalties, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is actually. I mean, it can't be hard to get up on iTunes, though. No, it's not. But I made this movie for less than $6,000. Oh, my gosh. And it took five years. I don't even think you can make a porn for less than $6,000. No, if it's all just jerk off, like hand jobs, maybe, maybe <laughs> a blow job. You might be cutting it thin, but <laughs> that is below porn budget. Wow, amazing. So. The fact that I got to pull that off was pretty amazing. So tell us about the unbearable lightness of boning. Uh, the unbearable lightness of boning is a documentary that me and my girlfriend, Nikki Swarm, uh, started to put together 
once I kind of found out I was going to host the AVN Awards. So uh, we went there with the intentions of uh, just interviewing tons of people, getting a lot of behind the scenes, me doing interviews and prepping and talking. Are, are to you pitching this to Showtime or anyone? Not yet. I okay. mean, I after like there's still work that we got to do on it. Okay. But, uh, at that time, uh, I forgot her name. She was on Parks and Recreation. She put out uh, a the porn document documentary, oh. like Girl Next Door or something like that. Um, I can't. Yeah, yeah. What's her name? I know who the girl you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, she she produced that movie which means you tagged your name onto it at the end yeah but the um hot girls wanted yeah i think is what you're talking yeah. about yeah and it still had like a very negative yeah kind of uh it gave people a negative response to like what the industry is yeah so our goal for the doc that we're making is to show basically like just have normal conversations and i think you're gonna get a a real more real conversation with performer to performer right than somebody coming in because then it's like oh well, somebody mainstream wants to talk to me yeah i'm gonna then you get a whole different conversation and i just think the people need to really see like, performers act normal and like give some real talk about it and this whole you know thing of like oh we're miserable we were all forced oh, yeah. into it well when it's, when sal and i first got this this podcast together you know he said listen i i'm willing to do this you know because i was like hey i know how to do podcasts you know we were swapping ideas and he says listen if we do this podcast i, I want to be positive about stuff like we we can gossip you know and, and we can talk shit on you know stuff that's going on like we've gotten hundreds of emails on the whole james dean thing and and we just say listen you know innocent until proven guilty we're reserving no no opinion we know both of these people that are on both sides of it you know we're just gonna let it lie and and that's not what we want to concentrate on so as you and i both know the industry has a really really bad stigma and you know there's a a small minority that keeps that stigma going you know like everyone thinks every girl's a junkie and you know you know there's a party on the set all the time but you know the, the real people most of the people just want to come in do their work and get home and play playstation you know or, or world of warcraft so <laughs> so we like like your your documentary we try and keep this podcast really positive and and on the on the light side and you know sometimes we might get into a little bit of like some of the bad stuff you know we've all heard the uh horror stories of booking agents and stuff like that and but um but that's good so when do you think this is going to come out or what, what's your plan with it um, I know we're, there's still a lot of work that we need to do, and we might uh, end up at ABN this year to do some more reshoots and stuff. We just really want to fill it and give the best that we can for it, because I think, uh, and definitely at this point, like the adult industry is in the media, mainstream media so much, and yeah. it's like, can we finally have yeah. something Why is TMZ positive? covering porn? You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, they want to cover it because they, I think they just, their fingers are crossed while the camera's on, we're going to get a train wreck. Yeah. And that's what I think everyone's waiting for. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know when, um, what's her name? Was on, uh, uh, Christy Mack? 
No. No. Uh, she she wrote the book, Jenna she, James. Jenna, oh, <laughs> yeah. She wrote like she was on the talk show, and whatever was going on that day, like everybody's just like, oh, look, yeah. she, here's another porn star. Oh, what was, a mess. Blah blah, was, blah blah. She was a wreck. You know, like it was horrible. Like whoever her press agent is and whoever her PR person should have never let it go on like that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, like the whole. Poor, poor Jenna, like everything's out there, like all her fighting with Tito Ortiz and, and stuff. I mean, it just, it, I mean, that's, people are liking the zoo and, and I wouldn't even classify Jenna Jameson as a porn star anymore. I just yeah. call, call her quasi celebrity. Cause even in the nineties, I mean, she was doing what four scenes a year, girl, girl, yeah. you know? Uh, and then the rest was appearances and calendars and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's just, I mean, when this doc is done and out, I just the goal is you're gonna watch it and you're gonna hopefully walk away with a different perspective. Like I got to do um, a thing on Funny or Die with uh, Gil Ozeri. We I, did Entourageathon. I think and I no, I didn't see it. I think I heard about it though. We wa like we watched all nine. 12 seasons whatever it is of entourage and he did it in one sitting oh my gosh i was brought on as kind of a joke to play vince mm-hmm. and anytime he had sex i would like go behind a curtain and like fake masturbate and, oh you know and the more i guess comfortable people got with me like the more they were like hey why don't you come sit with us and then the more it was like oh he's funny he could hold a conversation yeah. and this was like a live stream and there was thousands of people watching the whole time from all over. And like a lot of people were asking about porn and I just tried my best to educate and yeah. really just, you know, consents the key word. And during a scene, like, you know, shit happens at any job, but you know, it's not what you think. And well, a lot int- of people were like, Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's really helpful. Like, thanks. Yeah. And I was like, anytime. So. Well, I mean, most of the, of the people who stay in the biz tend to be more solid people. You know, I mean, we've seen girls come in and out in four months, hundreds yeah. of them, hundreds of them. If, but you know what? Yeah. They're going to last four months at Starbucks. They're going to last four months at the supermarket. They're going to last four months. You know, they're, you know, they like the money. They take it. But any job they take, they're going to fail at because that's the the situation that they're in, you know, but you can look at the Dana Vespolis and the Dana Diarmans and, you yeah. know, uh, Adriana Chechiks and, you know, they're here, they're professional, they're doing their work and they're good people, you know, and it, it drives me crazy. You know, I, I'm pretty much a civilian and people are like, how do you date Adriana Chechik? I said, well, I take her on a date and we have a good time and then we come home. You know, yeah, like that's it. Like, you know, like just you know, we're normal and we still like to have a companion. And I mean, I know I'm lucky for who I'm with for the two years I've been with her and everything. And um, it's just I think it baffles people that having a normal life in this industry is like ah. Uh, and yeah. again, with the veterans, people who stick in it more than five years plus, I'm going on eleven. Holy 11 God. plus like it's became a very convenient job for life and i i guess i've become really good at it because 
the phone calls come in and I get hired yeah. and well the one thing I know about you is you're fun on set like yes. you know everyone's like Tommy's the best he keeps things loose everyone's having fun one of my girlfriend's favorite scene is her first gangbang on the um the the forklift oh jeez and like <laughs> you know she talks about how much fun everyone's having she's like Tommy's cracking me up I had we had to stop sometimes because I was laughing and you know you get that it was a funny scene because you guys put her up on the forklift and you're lifting her up and then you stand up and they lower it down so you can get <laughs> it you, you know so it's, I mean like I understand like that's it's hilarious and and the great thing about that is you know I always say you know there there's a few traits that a person has to have to be successful in porn. And no, it's not a big dick. No, it's not big tits. You know, you have to be moderately good looking. You have to be pleasant to the eye. You have to be professional and you have to like to fuck, you know, because if you don't like to fuck, it shows up on camera. So going back to that scene with Adriana, you guys are having a fucking blast. You know, you guys are laughing, having fun. Everyone's having a good time. It looks like it feels good. You know, just look like a bunch of fun people having fun. And like I, I gotta admit, uh, have I worked for every company in the business? No, and that's totally fine. I've been working for uh, Burning Angel. I, my first scene was Joanna Angel's first scene. Oh wow! You know, so there, there's Holy some cow. history there. Um, yeah. So let's go back. I'm sure you've told the story hundreds oh, yeah. of times. Oh, so please, I love you know. Where does Tommy Pistol arise from? So. And I'll, I'll slow you down and speed you up. So, okay. I'm good at this. So, um, Doug Sackman, uh, is a good friend and knew Joanna and they were throwing parties together. Doug Sackman is who? Doug Sackman is a filmmaker from Philly. Okay. Are you from Philly? I'm from New York. Okay. From Astoria, Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Some things come out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Queens, the birth of hip hop. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I was Uh, just in Queens. I was actually in Jamaican, Jamaican Queens, but that's still... Yeah. Still Queens. Seven train? I wasn't on the train. Oh. But uh, I grew up in Stanford, so I used to skateboard all over the city in the oh, 80s. Shit. Okay. Back when Koch was around. Nice. <laughs> well, Koch won, May. right? Mayor a- Koch. Mayor Koch. Oh, my and God. And Mario Cuomo. Cuomo. Oh, <laughs> my God. Cuomo. I haven't heard those names yeah, in right. so long. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was watching. Uh, I'm sure our fans are going to be stoked on it. Do you remember the movie Wild Style? Yes. About the graffiti artists and, and yeah. the hip hop beginnings of hip hop and break dancing. I was just like watching that, and then they have Mayor Koch. She's just like, these kids are hoodlums. <laughs> Queens, really? That's awesome. Yeah, I grew up off uh, Dittmar's and Steinway. Um, are you Jewish? No, I'm uh, Cuban Polish. Cuban Polish. But I uh, grew up with a lot of Greeks and Italians, really good guys. I mean, New York, you're going to grow up with everybody. That, that's the thing um, I love Los Angeles I moved out here in 07 uh, I like it because it's different but New York was it's such a u- unique experience yeah, it, is a, it is a true melting pot it, it's so if taking the train definitely the, tr- the thing that was so unique about Queens is that every train stop was a different nationality yeah Every time you got off the train, it's either you're in Spanish Harlem, Spanish, <laughs> like well, just like food, Mexican, Czechoslovakian, Greek. You go to Soho Turkish, and, and get some Cuban food. 
There you go, man. Uh, go up to Washington Heights, get some Dominican food. Yeah, like it's it. But that's that's the thing that I loved, and I think helped growing up in that kind of atmosphere. It was just yeah. like you learn to deal with everyone. It's it's really interesting though because you can feel. I, I've I'm a, a New Englander, as you know, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, okay. Massachusetts. You know, some people don't know where New England is. <laughs> Maine. <laughs> I, I was a New Englander, but you know, a lot of my time was spent right in Stamford, Connecticut, which is two train stops from New York. You yeah. know, and I was skateboarding all over the city at like 11 years old with the Beastie Boys and stuff like that oh, at shit. the Brooklyn Bank banks and stuff. But <laughs> what uh, just crazy. But what what one thing that you may or may not agree with is I have found that just coming to LA um, the way an East coasters mind is, is so much more aggressive and competent. I mean, like, and when I say competent, like I just mean, you know how to get places, you know how to get there on time. You know how to tell someone, no, you know, in LA, Hey, am I going to see you later? Maybe. And it's this weird psychology where they don't want to say no and hurt your feelings. Yes. So they say maybe to spare your feelings only to piss you off later because you didn't show up at all or even text or anything. You know, just say no. We can handle yeah, it. Yeah. People uh, – that is that is definitely true. People in – I I don't know if it's the entertainment biz, but I, I think it's the majority of just that – attitude of like i don't want to hurt your feelings yeah but i mean you could do better but i actually want rather fire you but let's see what happened or can you talk to him because even though i'm his boss i rather it not i don't want to be the bad guy i want everyone to like me. everyone's trying to be so politically correct which you know like guys people from boston and new york they're just gonna lay it on you you know like and they may not sugarcoat it either. Like, how many times have we heard, are you fucking stupid? You yeah, know? Get, like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you yeah. fucking idiot. Like, now it's like, that's Mama not nice. Me, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I miss I miss that, you know? And I sometimes find myself, when I talk to people out here, and they're like, oh, it's going to start at 7. I'll look them in the eye and I go, I'm going to be there at 7. So is it starting at seven or is it starting at eight? Because I'm going to be there the time you tell me to. Is this the LA time or is this the real time? Like, tell me what's going on. And they give me this look like, why are you being an asshole to me? And it's like, cause fucking nothing stops on time. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, okay. So, and I get there at seven, text them. Where are you? Oh, I'll be there in an hour. It's like, you could have just said eight a fucking clock. Uh, Cocksucker. Fucking, very fucking true. Anyway. <laughs> so you're growing up in the birthplace of hip hop. Yes. In the uh, 80s. In the 80s. Where hip hop was born. Yeah. Uh, I even lived in uh, Queensbridge for a little while. Wow. Nasty Nas, Mob Deep. Ah, uh, you got to go before then. Oh, yeah. Before well, Karis won. There we go. Some Boogie Down Productions. Okay. Beastie Boys okay. was definitely yeah. amazing. Oh, Jesus Christ. It just Okay. Let, let's cover the Beastie Boys real quick. Because I just read um, this book on the history of hip hop. They gave the Beastie Boys one sentence, and then they gave Public Enemy and um, NWA like 15 chapters, chapters. I'm like, that's. I'm sorry. You cannot ignore 
the Beastie Boys influence in hip hop culture like that. Like yeah. I understand that these other bands were more political. They didn't even touch on KRS One. Um, that book is garbage. Uh, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, like, <laughs> like why even call it a hip hop? I mean, like, and then the other day I was looking at like it was like best hundred hip hop albums of all times. So, like Beastie Boys is like seventy. Like uh, Licensed Ill is like seventy. I'm like. For license sales, yeah, it's kind of rocky. It's kind of punky. I mean, I wouldn't even call that. I mean, that's their start, but it was. I mean, that was well, Cookie Puss, their, and yeah, yeah their that punk was rock their more stuff, main, yeah. their mainstream yeah. album. But uh, check your head and all everything yeah. else after that was just amazing. Like, that fucking changed it in them. Even like Paul's the, Boutique needs to be up there. Like, okay, I think. Have you ever been to Paul's Boutique? No, I didn't even know it was a real place. It was. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. All right, so. You're in the birth of hip hop. How do you get it birthed into porn? As uh, so as I was always saying, uh, I loved porn. I my first porn magazine I looked at had, I think her name was Jessica Hahn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Playboy. Jessica Hahn, yeah, like she, she uh, was married to Mike White Snake and all those people, right? But didn't she uh, bang the chap, the the priest or the? Oh wait, wait. Uh, was that the one that? Um, she was a prostitute and she's with Jimmy Swaggart. Is that it? Was it Jimmy Swaggart? Was that Jessica Hahn? Am I saying the name wrong? Uh, who, ah. did Je- who did Jessica Hahn? There, well, Jimmy Swaggart was the one that got busted th- with, with the famous evangelical. Yeah. Um, well, let me look up Jimmy Swaggart. All right. Go ahead. Keep going. So that was the first porn magazine I looked at. And then from so it was a penthouse. Out, it was a, no, it was a Playboy. Um, and then from there, I was like, okay, there's something clicked here. I liked it. So I always bought porn. I loved porn. When I became friends with Doug, he was working with Troma TV. I was doing sketch comedy. And Doug was doing uh, parties with Joanna Angel. And they were uh, they had a vodka filter called Grey Kangaroo. Joanna was promoting Burning Angel. They didn't have any scenes up yet, just girls posing nude. Okay. And maybe some masturbating, but no boy-girl scenes. Okay, but you were in New York, or where were you? Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I was in... I, that's when I was in New York. Well, I was in Astoria. So they introduced me, and I asked Joanna... I asked Doug to ask Joanna. I would love to know if I... I want to be in a porno. And okay. She met me, and But she Joanna was, had not been in an actual porno. She just posed She nude. just modeled, yeah. Modeled she was... Uh, it was just starting out. So it came up to the point of... Okay, I'm gonna shoot a movie. It might be between you or these two other guys, and she ended up going with me. Okay, so, so you come out here. What did you come out here for? Just to do porn? I yeah, I moved out here. What year was this? Uh, 2007. 2007. I moved out to LA in 2007 because Naughty America offered me a directing gig. How did you score a directing gig out of nowhere? Uh, I was shooting, I was performing for them and Brett Brando was flying me out to do scenes and he, uh, got a hold of me and like, we really got along well and he was awesome guy, really good friend. And I did a music video called, uh, Tommy pistol and the, the rap in Russian. <laughs> so that was right. my first directing thing. And we shot a music video in a, in a supermarket at like 3am just gorilla it. 
and we got away with it and i showed it to brett and he was like dude this is fucking awesome great naughty america is getting bigger can you uh i want to show this to people and then they were like oh are you interested in directing and i was like fuck yeah so at that time in new york i was working up in wash and uh off of dykeman up in the bronx um a maintenance job for like nine years and when they offered me a job i was like fuck yeah i'll take it so i moved out here and Crazy. i was directing and at that time uh what was your first uh directing gig do you remember who was my first yeah like so what, what was it i can't even tell you uh i could tell you i think a week or two after we no a few weeks after i was out here because i was getting i was being followed by a film crew and they wanted to see the whole transition of like porn guy moving from new york <laughs> Moving his, how, leaving I mean, his but friends how do you and family. Get, you, I mean, how do you get your hands in all of this? Like, I, out of this nowhere. Just, yeah, this just kind of came to me. And um, I think having a good work ethic and personality. Jessica Hahn hooked up with Jim Baker. Is that the guy? Jim Baker was the, the scandal. And he was all sin and red face. And, oh, my God, Jesus, no, forgive that, me. That was Jimmy Swaggart. I have sinned. That, that was Jim. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um they off they just offered like they saw the the video and i really got along with everybody and that's how i got out here and a few i think a week or two after i was out here uh i was introduced through the, that film crew um to a stunt coordinator and i started doing stunt work what so i was like dude, I mean, like this is just crazy i mean dude like, this how, is no it was insane just get into all these like random little things i moved out here and so much was going on i was like i'm directing yes i okay. fucking that's what i jerked so off to i just brought up a picture of jessica hahn uh, and playboy she looks good the memories oh my god i she fucking spanked to that <laughs> i would don't blame you she's hot fuck yeah dude that's the picture of playboy picture <laughs> um so because of the film crew they were filming me introduced me to a stunt coordinator i was like i'm on top of the world i'm uh directing for a company i'm still doing scenes here and there um the stunt coordinator i asked him can i come train with you guys he's like yes you can come train with us. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing, all this good stuff. And then I, I was like, I'm going to get my skydiving license. Oh, nice. And I was like, fuck yeah. I started training doing that. My first, where, solo, my where, first solo jump, I come in too hard, and I break my ankle. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Where, where were you jumping out of? Like Lake Elsinore? Or? Uh, it was like it was a three-hour drive. I can't even tell you. Like, like I never went back to do it again. Oh, really? Because the night I came home from that, my girlfriend told me she's pregnant. Oh. And then life became, oh, okay, so now I'm going to be a dad. No more stunt career. Still directing. And uh, the Naughty America thing whoa, went on whoa, for like whoa, a year whoa. and a half. And then it, um, it ended whoa. kind of surprisingly. <laughs> and that was in like 2009 or like close to 2009, 10, where like, just the economy was really shitty yeah. out here and I think everywhere and there was like no jobs. So that was kind of a scary time. Took some time off. 
to be a dad. Okay. And then I uh, once I really got to admit, like having good work ethics and just being gracious and kind to people really goes a far way because the time I took off when I got back in, I, I gained some weight. I would say, Oh, I had like a turtle back ass combination. Oh, she's getting a little fat. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody that I used to work for welcomed me back. Oh, that's cool. Burning angel kink.com. I was introduced to Mike Quasar. So there's still a handful of people from the beginning. I I feel that I still work for and it's, it's, it's awesome. And I make a living off it. And this is fucking, well, I mean, it's insane. You you got like a highlight. You were asked to host the ABN, which is no, no joke. And I thought you did a great job. I mean, I've seen some of the other stuff. I think I saw you the next morning. I was like, yeah, you did great. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought it was good. I just recently went back and watched the show, which I'm on as well. <laughs> uh, I had people like texting me from like grade school going like, did I just see you on Showtime? And I was like, yep. <laughs> but no, I thought, I thought you did great. And that's kind of like, a, that's, that's a pinnacle moment, you know? How, yeah. How nerve wracking was that? I, you know, um, there hasn't been a male host with I think they said two decades and the last guy was uh, Stephen St. Croix. Mm-hmm. So and he's pretty witty too. Yeah. I mean, going into it, I was think like, Evan Stone could pull it off too. I'm surprised they haven't asked them. Yeah. I, th- I think shame on AVN for not asking one of the more talented veterans in yeah. the industry. Like, Obviously, funny can like so did work it a crowd. Come out of nowhere, or was this something you kind of? You I, know? I I mean, when they asked me, it did come out of nowhere. They just, I think, when I won the, I won best actor for Evil Head, mm-hmm. uh, the Evil Dead parody we did for Burning Angel, okay. and they were really impressed how I guess I accepted the award and the crowd's response so when I came up on stage. Everybody. And they were like, you know what? I think we got some here. So they asked me and it wasn't after they asked me, it was like a month or two later. They were like, hey, I think it would be cool if you sang a song. And I was like, Get that, was, the that fuck was pretty surprising out of here. And then it was kind of what kind of song we're going to do. It was cute. It was funny. Well, my because um, I get wood right yeah <laughs> uh um uh the they song. i ended up sending a text uh about um somebody was like i'm writing the music i don't know anything about you can you explain it like who are you so i sent this text of like well um you know I'm hairy. I'm above average. I got a gut. I'm pale. You know, I'm great for DPs, <laughs> for girls, for first time anal. Like I just rallied off all this, like somebody else would consider to be like embarrassing, insulting stuff. But I was like, let's be honest. Like, this is me. Uh, there's no hiding <laughs> who I am. And he's like, holy shit, this is a song like this is a song we're going to do. And they ended up doing, I think a phenomenal job as in, um, 
making it happen. So leading up to the award show. There it is. Your holes are crowded with cock. Hey! I'm humble with humility. That's why. After I did that song, the rest of the show was a piece of cake. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I swear to God. No, you did good. I thought I thought you did great. Uh, I, I was in the crowd and I was laughing. So yeah, I I mean seeing I remember seeing a uh, Ramon in the crowd. Ramon Namar. Yeah, yeah, he was just like yes. Yeah, yeah. I, like his face stood out and he was just like yes, and they were pointing and. I just seeing so many people like the people I work with, my peers, my bosses, all these people yeah. just smiling. Yeah, I know. I was, I was, I was, I was laughing my ass. Yeah, off. just having a good time. It, it fucking, it really did make it amazing. So, how, and, but I mean, how nerve wracking was it? Like, I mean, I once that song is over, obviously it's gonna be smooth sailing because then yeah, you're just talking. That was just like yeah. I'm sharing the stage with people. How much? Um, rehearsals did that take um we didn't get to do a lot we actually i would say we did one the night before we went over the song a few times we got together one time where we kind of figured out with the dance routine mm -hmm. so and then we went through the songs a few times but as like probably less than five times we got to rehearse with like a group of people. And then the rest of it was just me singing along to a CD in the car every day. Yeah. Up to uh, yeah. It. I was going to ask you if you were in your room singing. Oh, it, totally. Know, like just boom. Yeah. And you know, um, it was just like the pressure was on and, I knew, and then it was funny later on when you were like, "Well," and they're like, "No, no more singing," you know. <laughs> they Which threw that out. Very, uh, very uh, Monty Python esque. If you oh. ever saw uh, the Search for the Holy Grail, yes. Do you remember when the the little kind of gay prince that's stuck in the tower? He starts to sing, and his dad comes out. No fucking singing. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, it was an amazing night, and. Uh, I had like really good friends from New York came out, uh, horror filmmakers, the Soska twins, oh, they nice. came out as friends and to just to support. And uh, I mean, you gotta like anyone in the industry who says, Oh, winning award, like, Oh, it's bullshit. Who cares? It's, it's nice. It's nice to be well, acknowledged. My girlfriend was on. Yes. Nationwide TV bawling her eyes out because she didn't win. So 
And the whole time she was saying was like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. As soon as she didn't win, it was like, I worked my ass off. <laughs> you know. I mean, we do leave a lot. Every time you go to shoot, every day, month, year that pass, and you're doing this, you leave a lot on the table, and it's for the world to see. And it, it, it does get taxing, and it's exhausting, and it comes with its baggage, and it could be really fun. It could be really fucking strenuous. Yeah. And to that night was like a huge for me like a thank you for like the work i've done and giving me this opportunity to like kind of pay tribute to everybody and just like it was like a thank you everyone thank you for letting me into this world and like letting me be a goofball i mean you must have been on such a high after that yeah i i mean there was here's okay so I saw you the night after. I'm an early riser just because I'm old now. Um, but I think it was like 8.30 in the morning. And I'm walking after throwing stuff in my car, walking out. And there you are, fully dressed, 8.30 in the morning after AVN. I'm like, this guy didn't go to sleep. I, I, I think, I know I hung out. Um, I That was the whole thing about what was so different about that whole week was I didn't, I barely drank, I barely partied. Mm. Like there was one or two nights, you know, hanging out and stuff, even with my friends, because every day was such a lead up to something. Yeah. So like I really had to be responsible. And the last thing I wanted to do was like to destroy my voice because that that night was like everything was riding on this. Yeah. And the pressure and like, is this going to go over well? And and knowing that like uh, ABN signed a deal with Viacom and it's going to air to over 8 million people when it shows on, when it's on Showtime. Yeah. So it was like, no, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) And like the next day, like I, I remember it was a pretty chill night. Like it wasn't like, I was just happy to like for it to one be done Two, I just get to fucking hang out with friends and like really hang out. And I remember, yeah, waking up early and just kind of being normal. And yeah, it was it was a good test of like endurance. Oh, I'm sure. But it was it was it was fucking fun. I, I this is the way I, I imagined it would have been like complete and utter like nerves gone for like a week then the night and the whole time you're like i'm never doing this shit again i'm never doing this shit again i'm never doing this shit again then the night happens and then you're like when's the next one yeah (laughs) i you know i i can only offer like feed off the feedback that everybody gave and they were like dude this was phenomenal what you have to do it again when oh my yeah. god they'd be stupid not to have you and yeah. blah 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 and i was like thank you thank do, you who, who are they doing this year do we know it's a nico albright and joanna angel okay. so i i i think the girl girl thing is great it works who doesn't want to see hot chicks yeah but i i think what happened that night it was a good mix of yeah. what well you, you can't not used you can't repeat it everywhere yeah no every you year, can't you know? But I mean, there's a reason why talk shows usually have boy girl. And yeah. I, the thing with Alexis Texas, what was so funny the whole time doing it in an interview is that we never worked together. Yeah. So like, I know when we did the pre-party of uh, nominations on stage, she was like, 
somebody I said something about never working with you that was a joke and then she's like oh well you gotta be this tall to ride this train yeah and I was like oh you bitch yeah. <laughs> but like everyone but, laughed but she put it in the that got in the show right I th- um, that no she said something I think she said that on the show that it, you guys had never worked together and yes then, yeah no no that I think was that, that was, her improving then it yeah. worked into the oh good well that's, that, that was that's the thing like I never I knew her I direct like I think her first scene or something was like I directed for Naughty America it was like her first few so that's when I first got to meet her and like she's always been like courteous and respectful and you know um, I the same back to her it was just we never worked together so we had no yeah. There's nothing to be like, oh, he does this or oh, yeah. she's a cunt, you know, like that never happened. And so working with her and really. She has a great personality. She's a great talker. She is witty. She's fucking quick. Yeah. I mean, you if, know, she, if she improv that joke pretty quick, that was good. Yeah. So, I mean, huge props to her. I yeah. think she's fucking she's really I think she's amazing. Yeah. And her ass. Yeah. <laughs> that, ass. that ass is infamous. Uh, my, all my friends who know that I'm like friends with porn stars, like there's always like a few questions. It's all like, have you met Alexis Texas? You know, um, who, who's, she smell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alexis, um, Asa. They always want to know, like, wh- what about Asa? Yeah. Um, of course, Adriana because of her wildness, you know, yeah. what's that like? <laughs> wow, baby. Um, so let's kind of, I think we kind of covered that. Uh, let's go to some of the not so fun stuff. Uh, what's been some of the, like your worst moments on set? Like what, what was your like hell shoot once that you're just like, Oh my God. Um, look, uh, um, male performing is great. And it comes with tons of pressure and whether you uh, whatever you might use for, for confidence, <laughs> uh, you're going to have your days. And um, I, I've had a handful of those, like definitely. Yeah, totally. I, I <laughs> that was exactly what was going through my head when I had my like, it's li- such a mind fuck. It is know? a mind like, fuck. Like, I, uh, this year, I probably in the beginning of the year, like, I mean, I had two bad scenes. I did. I had a bad scene one day and then I was like, oh, I just needed a rest. And then I was scheduled for a second scene. I was like, I could do it. I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Ru- man up. Rudy. But then Rudy. then like you're already kind of defeated in your head before you even go into that second. Scene. Exactly. Yeah. And I should have, I, I, I learned, I, I paid a good amount of money for that lesson yeah. and, uh, I did bad. And then for months, anytime I went to work for this certain person driving, like instantly I would, it's just a mind. Fuck. It was a mind fuck. Everybody else I was doing fine, but for this person, I was so embarrassed yeah. and I felt I hit like it was just like how do i redeem myself and i just psychologically i just kept psyching myself out yeah and i would i would fail and then it was just like let me take a little break and it it fucking happens you know um it's not a you know 
My cock's not a light switch. Yeah. It's it's just like, like that's what blows me away with like Manuel and Mick and, and like I'm like these guys fucking twice a day every day never fail like what the fuck I, like, I even with like I'm not saying they take anything I have no idea but like you know I've done Cialis I've done Viagra I you know I haven't done that the shots I don't think I'll ever do that um, but you know like like even that doesn't always make you as solid as you want to be no and it's you build up a tolerance to it then yeah. it's like oh you know you're making a little uh, little mixed drinks so of like oh, a little bit of that a little bit of this like we'll see it's like you're not here here's a just to put in perspective of like where i'm at after 11 years of doing this um like i i, I still like i'm not saying my dick is numb but I'm saying after years and hours of putting it through like beatings, uh, I I'm asking girls to squeeze it hard, bite it, uh, pull, well. slap. But I need it's the sensation, and yeah. it's like usually you're walking into a scene, and it's not like you get to like really do anything before a scene. Everybody wants to chill out before they got to go to work and. You know, so it's usually like, okay, we're on. Yeah, let's go now. Yeah, I mean, it's like some direct. A lot of directors have been more, like, don't fuck off camera, don't go somewhere, and get all fucked up and whatever. Like, just mm. save it for the scene. So usually, it's very like, and go. Yeah, and that's how it is. And years of doing this, like, I know what I want. My body, like. I get, you know, I've been doming for kink for a long time and I like, you know, rough sex. Like I like, I know what I like from my well, body. I mean, you've had so much sex, like you've had so much sex that like, it's the extreme that's going to excite you, you know? Yes. And, and it's, not, it's like, past the, yeah. I mean, of majority, everyone I work with is beautiful from 90 pounds to yeah. 250 but, but that that really doesn't matter like it okay, doesn't I, i'm a civilian but like i was djing for years like it got to the point to where if it wasn't like more than one girl i just wasn't that interested you know like you know like and, and that, like just such I, I was like dating five girls at once and i it got to the point where i was like fuck i hope this girl doesn't want to have sex tonight like it, I mean, like, and it sounds ridiculous, you know? No, it, it does. It does. And, like, anybody listening or if I talk with it, it's like, oh, where? Yeah. You don't want to have sex today? Oh, fuck you. Like, but it's like, dude, this is my reality. Like, does a boxer want to get punched in the face every day? Yeah. Does a firefighter want to, like, go fucking risk his life and like they do you do your job but it gets exhausting and everything comes with a fucking price so it's like i can i i'm gonna be 40 this summer uh i don't want to i want to be done when i'm 45 like that's my goal yeah. like are you I, just gonna go into directing roles or something like i've been um you know i would I think I would be cutting myself short if I just made one horror film and like stopped. But like my girlfriend, we've been doing shorts and I think uh, she works in mainstream. She's an amazing editor and she's been meeting 
the right people. And I think together we really work well together. That's cool. Uh, we're actually, we did a short called uh, Demon Foot Suckers from Hell. <laughs> And okay. that's going on. Uh, it's going to be released soon on a grind plotation with a, a like maybe twenty between twenty and thirty other like indie directors. So, you know, the the goal is I want to stay in entertainment, and because I love it, and I I know uh, it hit, you hit a point where it's just like I'd rather bow out than uh, be asked to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and like I have, you know, I'm a dad. I have kids and like this really take covers the bills and everything. But if I put all my eggs in one basket, I'm going to I'm going to fuck myself. Yeah. So got to diversify, my friend. Yes. And like I again, yeah, I had like, no idea you were doing all these horrors and mainstream stuff. So that's cool. It's always been the goal. Like I I mean, I, I got a hand maybe about between 10 and 15 mainstream movies I had little parts in or bigger parts like Caleb Everson's Frankie in Blunderland like he was editing Gruesome Death and he uh, came across this script and he was like dude I can't find anyone to for the lead do you want it and I was like fuck yeah Let's fuck yeah so I, I always loved acting ever since high school and I did sketch comedy for 11 years in New York oh wow where were you at uh, we were called Cheese Theater Production. We were a bunch of friends that met in in uh, high school, mm-hmm. and we just it was just run and gun improv on the fly. We uh, did some so stand-up. this stuff make, and this is where you start getting all your contacts and stuff going. So this is your 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 beginning network. I I, I think I sadly we didn't. I don't think we did enough. I think at that time in New York we should have uh we should have done more live but like we would put out tapes and we put it on public access and we did some live shows but i think we should have really got into like the comedy cellar yeah. and stand up new york like be the fucking the dudes that hang outside and crack everyone up yeah and that, you know i got to admit like that was a time in my life where i think we missed that boat yeah and from doing that for so long when i came into adult having that kind of background to like on the fly come up with stuff it really helped me stand out yeah and i know i'm known for like comedy and but i i mean all fields of acting like i don't know about that because it's one time you shot over here and it was a daddy daughter thing <laughs> and the do you remember who that was with no all right i can't sorry so no no i mean i don't remember either so but i just remember like you guys improved and it was so creepy like yeah i, I do the cre- i got to admit so, i do creepy well it was so creepy i just remember like walking away going like oh that was <laughs> I, was, I, I a, do creepy well. It was um, a daddy stepdaughter. It was probably from Philly Films, I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, the night, the day I did that is when I won Best Actor at AVN. Oh, the and then next, I, I drove, drove home. I drove to you that yeah. morning straight from Vegas. I remember. To do the shoot. I remember that. That's <laughs> funny. All right. So let me ask you a very important question. After you're done. Moving your mic. <laughs> oh, because I'm not, I'm not hearing it. You're not hearing headphones. it? Headphones. Chest one, two. One, two. 
Grab the other headphones real quick. It, it probably, there's a plug under your butt. You probably just need to plug back into it. All right. He's going to look for you. Yep, but you came unplugged. No, no problem. There you go. You got a different angle. You got to cheat out to the camera. All right. So let me ask you a really important question. You got too tight now? All right. So let me ask you a very important question. Uh -oh. Okay. What is it? Let's say you're on a boat. Uh oh. It's a Vespoli boat. Did you know that Vespoli is a boat? Vespoli. Vespoli, yeah. <laughs> it's a boat. All right, so it's a Vespoli boat. And you're floating in the Caribbean, stuck on this boat, and on the horizon you see an island. And you're like, shit. So you start paddling over the island, and you get to the island. And on that island is five girls from the industry. Any era in their prime... What five girls are those going to be? Fuck. Any era, any prime. I mean, you could say Jessica Hahn in her prime. Jesus. Jesus is not a girl. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, five girls. I mean, you can at least say your damn girlfriend, for Christ's sakes. Of course my girlfriend will be in there. <laughs> she loves girls, so that would be awesome. All right, so you have to name her. My girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll, Nikki Swarm. That's one. <laughs> Any girl in her prime. I mean, you could be I'm like... I'm totally... You can't look at your phone. <laughs> you can't look at your phone. Uh, Nadia Styles. Stormy Daniels. He's like, oh, it's hard. And then he starts whipping it out. <laughs> There's one I'm trying to think of. Fuck. She, she doesn't perform anymore. She dated that guy with the tattoos. He was on Oz. Tara Patrick? Tara Patrick. Yes. Or Little Lupe. Because <laughs> remember Evan, Stone was, not, uh, Evan Seinfeld was dating Little Lupe as well. Do you remember her? <laughs> one more. You got one more. Yeah. One more. Fuck. Hmm. Uh, am I saying this right? Sheikah? No. She was an old, like, 80s. Seika. Seika. Right. Blonde girl. Yes. She's, like, more 70s and 80s. Like. Okay. All right. So, you grab one of those girls, throw her on the boat with you. You paddle across to the island across. And over there, there's four guys from the industry that you have to hang out with and gangbang this girl. Who are they going to be? So wait, I got to say I'm picking the girl? No. The uh, girl, just the guys? One of the girls is there. So now you're on the, the guy porn star island. Oh, God. Porn island. Porn island. Well, I mean, I got to, like, the guys I really, I do, like, the... Gangbangs for kink, they do a lot. Uh, who we, I really work well with, and we all respect each other. There you go. That's who you got to name. Uh, definitely John Strong, Mark Wood, uh, Owen Gray, and oh. Bill Bailey. See, it's strange that you can name the guys faster than the girls. I know. Well, <laughs> it, it definitely is. I mean, these dudes like. There's some kind of like camaraderie, like when you know 
you're so close to these people and like doing double badge. Yeah. Double anal. It's like, I know I'm going to, I'm not going to forget your face. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to forget what your leg feels like rubbed <laughs> up against my leg. Oh, <laughs> somebody else is in here. <laughs> yeah. I know who it is. <laughs> 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 that's funny that's funny so you say you're getting out in two years you're gonna try and start I, doing I would say two th- five uh, five years five. sorry yeah. i mean the girl like again like me and my girlfriend we're putting out a lot of horror shorts uh we really work well together and i you know trying to do more mainstream like i gotta get off my ass and do that like honestly yeah. I, know I need headshots Uh, (laughs) surely you you know know some photographers who can give you headshots you know Uh, in porn you do not need headshots yeah but i went kind of on a uh audition meeting uh the other day uh sal hooked it up with radley metz Mm -hmm. um feature and they asked me (laughs) they texted me before i was about to leave they're like do you have a headshot and a resume? And I, I was, was just like, like, do you have Google? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I was like, dude, I was like, I can email you. I was like, it's way, it's coming in the mail. <laughs> I'm waiting for my print, <laughs> but I can send you an email. I, I don't remember the last, nobody, you do not need headshots or a resume. Uh, porn is strictly word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, for for guys, it's word of mouth. Uh, for girls, it's uh, kind of word of mouth. More, what have you done? Blah blah blah. Yeah. So here's a question we ask all of our our male guests on this: We get emails and Facebook messages and Twitter messages daily. I want to get into porn. I want to get into porn. Tell them how to get into porn. How do you get into porn nowadays? Uh. Okay, it's funny. When I before I got into porn, I so was uh, I just wanted to know. I was like, I gotta find out what the fuck. And I went to a learning annex. What? <laughs> they had it was in the uh, I don't know. Did I do that in L.A. Learning uh, annex? Yeah, but I mean, like that's old school. Yeah, <laughs> I was just so I paid my whatever money it was to go sit in on this like orientation about the porn industry and it was nina hartley oh i believe doing it and it was like me and there was like one or two other kind of slim guys there was one hot spanish chick and then the rest of here kicking it old school with actual fabulous directors at porndirectorpodcast.com yes Nina. I still haven't worked with her. I still would love to. Yeah. Um, Evan Stone said the only time he had a problem holding his load was a Nina Hartley blowjob. I could believe that. Mm-hmm. I could totally believe. I yeah. would like to experience So that. you're at the learning. So the learning annex is like in New York? It was in New York. It was in some building. They rented a room. And I'm in there, like, how do I find out about porn? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like. What, did, what did, did you learn anything? Did you get anything out of it? I got a phone number. And then I, this was, like, one of the first things I was like, this is what you not do if you want to get into porn. I called somebody. I forgot who I spoke with. But they were like, do you have a, do you got a girlfriend that wants to get into porn? I was like, oh, maybe. He's like. Yeah, you should bring her by, and like you guys could do a scene. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, "Ding, ding! If I fail, 
Yeah. There's always someone standing there and be like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. No, bro, you can watch. There it happens to everyone. Yeah. Just, just sit back and watch me fuck this guy. Yeah. So that the learning addicts went away. Like nothing happened out of that. And then like maybe a year or so later is like when the whole Joanna. Yeah. Joel got but I mean, like, so nowadays, because so, I mean, Daron the Minion was like. Daron's a good guy. Yeah. He's like, know. you got to do Bukakis. You got to or you got to do bukkakis or like extreme gangbangs, like 50 guy cream pies and shit like that. Or go gay. That's that's what he says. Um, I can't say I can't. I mean, I don't know. I can't agree with that. I, I, I some guy is lucky to draw word of mouth yeah. girl. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like you have to have that first time. I mean, like, you so gotta, that was the thing. Yeah. How do you get the first time? Yeah. How do you get the first thing? Like my first thing was with Joanna and it was on a rooftop in Brooklyn. And my, I was in a band, Amoria. Just wanted to say that. All right. <laughs> and we needed a place. So I never finished that story. My first scene, Joanna's like, okay, we're going to do it. She kept canceling. Ooh. And I was going nuts because she's like, you can't. <laughs> and you're probably like not jerking off or anything, kind of saving up your load. <laughs> well, she's like, you got to shave all the hair off your body. Like porn doesn't porn don't have guys. She was learning too. She didn't know. Like, so I'm shaved for two weeks. I've been sh- like a month actually. I've been shaving all the hair off my body and I'm itchy and it sucks. <laughs> That's funny. So the day that we're going to go do it was at this like themed hotel in Manhattan I was like, where the fuck is this place come from? All the plumbing was fucked up. So she's like, oh, we're not going to do it today. We'll go some like another time. And I was like, no, I'm going to call my friend and see if his place is available. He had a loft in Brooklyn. We go there. They're like, oh, this is cool. They go to the roof and the roof had all graffiti. And they're like, let's do the pretty girls up here. They do the pretty girls. And then there was like a few people went up on the roof. And they're like, let's just shoot on the roof. There and I was go. like, whoa. And then the people that were up there were like, look, we're going to shoot a, a scene. <laughs> and they're like, can you, uh, if you could watch and hang out, but just like, can you keep it quiet? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And the next thing you're like, you see them all look down towards their phone, like click, click. <laughs> so during the scene, people start coming up on the roof. My first porn scene outside on a roof. Wow. Strangers are walking. No, no wood problems. No wood problems. And we just, when we Now finished, that's baptism by fire. <laughs> dude, when we finished, there was like between 20 and 30 people on the roof watching us. And they went into a round of applause. Nice, nice. And I was like so happy. My face, yes. I saw my friend, he was hanging out because he came home from work and him and his boys were drinking beer and they were like, dude, (laughs) I'm seeing them in the corner, I'm banging over here and then I see them like cheering me on. I was like, this is crazy. That's hilarious. And then like, uh, it was like, I don't know, like the beginning of my career was fucking, I think, insane. It was fun. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. We did a. Uh, my third scene was the Repenetrator, the Reanimator um, parody, and that one fucking most outrageous sex scene, and that was full of gore, 
and blood and we shot till like the wee morning hours and that fucking that <laughs> thing was so intense and that that's been shown in theaters that's been shown parties oh wow screenings it's been everywhere and we did this one scene in a school bus because we had for our band for a band van we had a short bus <laughs> nice and we were shooting in brooklyn and a bunch of like acidic Jews started like surrounding the fucking what? Bus. That's nuts. It was just like there were so many times I was like, "This is insane!" Yeah, like, I can't believe. And because we were all new, we we're like laughing and just having fun. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it was, since you you knew everybody, so probably the pressure was off a little bit. It became more comfortable, but I mean, I I only knew Joanna once I started working with her, but it was still kind of work boss thing and like yeah. we hung out but it wasn't like we hung out every day yeah and well what, what's interesting is you know i i've been fringe industry since the 90s like i started doing like nikki tyler's and raquel darian's websites in the 90s you wow. know it, going way back you know and, and i've always been fringe and you know you can't live in la longer than two or three years without dating someone who's in the industry you know so i dated some you know more unknown girls and, and, and stuff and I've done like three scenes in my life and I hated them. It was sucks. I mean, it was so fucking horrible. Like, I don't want to be told how to fuck. Like, I just, I don't want to be told how to fuck. I don't want to be told where to fuck. You know, like <laughs> I, I want a nice bed, a nice couch, a soft floor. Like that's how I want to fuck. Like yeah. I want to enjoy my fucking. So like, I was like, this isn't for me. And, and like you, I was like, oh, I'd, I'd love to do porn. I'd love to do porn, you know? And the only reason, I got was able to get to it was because I was doing everyone's website, you know, and I was helping people with website consulting and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a scene with you. I'm test. I was always going to get tested because I was always <laughs> never you know, know. <laughs> you know, no, no. Well, I was getting tested because I was always hooking up with the girls, you know, oh, like just well, yeah. that's responsible just yeah. to be respectful and like, yeah. yeah. So like I'm on porn wiki links and stuff like that. So <laughs> like, but it's all like it has nothing under my name. So it's funny, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we get like, it's so funny. We get these emails and these messages from guys and they're like, I want to get into porn. And I, first thing I say is, do you live in LA? No, too bad. Good luck. Yeah. You know, like good luck. Um, I mean, I, I lucked out when I started cause it was only burning angel. And then I forgot who recommended me or told me, but I ended up working for, uh, Duke Dollars, which did facial abuse and ghetto gaggers. Oh my gosh! And that was where. Have you ever seen the facial abuse on E Fucked, the trolling of wannabe porn stars video? I, no, I haven't. All right, I'm not gonna put it. I'm not gonna play it now, but I'm gonna play I'm it after this. I'm probably in it. I don't know if you were in it. I don't I, think so. I worked for them for like three and a half years, nice. and yeah. that was like. You know, I, you're too nice to work for facial abuse. But, well, that was the thing that I learned. I was like, I didn't know if I could do this. And then the first scene we did, it was just like into it. Yeah. But it was like, OK, this is way fucking different than anything else. And then it's just be, like, again, they were great guys. Like, yeah. I know they well, get he, a bad rap. That guy talks some shit to girls, too, and does some crazy shit. But that's their thing. And, yeah. You know, who's. 
who's the bad one here? The people buying it or the people yeah. like, well, that's the, I mean, like it, the thing know? is, is like, I'm not into SNL. Like I'm weird. Like I like, I like, like I like good group sex scenes. I like good threesome scenes. I like regular sex, you know, but when it comes to like sloppy bukkakis or blow bangs or, you know, like S and M and like, you know, every now and then, like, I'll see a scene like, oh, that, okay, that was hot. Like, I like some of the public abuse stuff, yeah. like, especially when it's in, like, Hungary and they're really doing it out in the streets. Yeah, I yeah. went, I was in Berlin for two weeks with, with, uh, for public disgrace yeah. for King. That was, that blew my mind. See, that's where I, I could never do it. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> that was I, fucking I, chaos. I couldn't but it was do it. The mind fuck of, like, I can't believe I'm doing it. In America, I would be shot. Yeah. Somebody would, like, mace me. I heard, like, Budapest was the, the I didn't go to Budapest. The most liberal of all the cities. And, like, if you go watch the, the public disgrace, like, some of the John Holmes stuff. and Yeah. I you know, like, he's literally on the bus. And there's tons of people on the bus and he's just banging away. And I'm like, how the fuck do you get away with this? The bus stuff was like, that was more set up. I don't yeah. know. Burst okay. the bubble. Of like, no, no. I mean like, but a lot of the other stuff, like I remember one, we were walking through this like sketchy, uh, trail, not a, like, uh, 18 wheeler parking lot. Like tons of trucks with oh, trucks. like a like a truck stop. Yeah, yeah truck okay. stop. And I was just like on the autobahn. There's people like you know got a little fire and a garbage can going. I was just like, whoa, we should not be here. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, we're doing it here. And it was like, all right. See, I would have failed. I would have failed. That's how I know I can't be a porn star. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I I get upset when my dog watches me. <laughs> you know, like. I'll look over and be like, get the fuck out of here. The, the thing, like, if I didn't meet Joanna and whoever said you should contact Duke, uh, I probably never would have got into it. I probably would have just still been masturbating, living in New York. Probably, a, you know, a, a super of a building at this point. You yeah. know? <laughs> but um, after doing that, it was just like coming to L.A. I was like, L.A. seemed easier. And I was like, oh, this is so different from the other stuff. Because the other stuff was so brutal. And, like, I mean, everything was done with consent. consent, But it was just so different. And then, like, L.A. scenes were like, oh, like, she's really pretty. Like, she's actually pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so that was like, okay, this is cool. And then, like, from that I got to meet. Uh, Princess Donna when she was directing for Kank and my her they were doing Wired Pussy and her first test shoot for Public Disgrace I was in and that was in a bar with like 60 fucking people yeah and it was Nadia Styles and I forgot the other girl and that's when I first met her and it was just like I remember this point I'm just like standing there naked because the girls needed a break yeah and I was just like, hey like, guys, how's it going? And I, I was just like, what about the Mets? Yeah. And like the crowd, just like everybody was so cool. And yeah. I was just like, okay, I got this. Yeah. Like as long as like the faces there ahead. I, I, I remember being like on on set, like, and it wasn't even here. It was somewhere else. Is you know back back in the day, and you know they took a break, and the t- it was two guys and a girls, a, a, a boy boy girl scene, and. um I'd been doing jujitsu for like three or four years and the guy's like, 
oh yeah, this guy trains jujitsu. And they're taking a break. So the two guys are jerking off. They're like, yeah, bro, I train too. And they're just like jerking off. Like, yeah, I totally train, man. Like, I, I, I do some boxing and I da 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 da. And, the, and you're like jerking off. And I'm like, I'm having a conversation <laughs> yeah, with a guy like, jerking off here, right really? now. Well, I, I mean, it's just because, I mean, you feel like if there's any place you could pull your dick out and jerk off is like on set. Like if you're in the scene, especially if you're working, if you're about to do that scene, if you're like waiting to do a scene, people would be look at you and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But if it's in the middle of a scene and you got to keep your edge, like no one's going to say like, don't touch your dick. We're not shooting. It'd yeah. Be like, no, stay in the game. Yeah. Um, back to how to get in the business. Um, there's so many, th it really depends on the individual and what doors they knock on. Like somebody will say, Oh, you got to do these. If you, I, I honestly think if you don't have a certain look and if like, I don't know, maybe aim higher. There's so many agents now to say like, you can literally find anyone now before, even when I got into it, there was like two Mike South. My, yeah. <laughs> And like LA Direct, yeah. you know, and he was with, wasn't he with LA Direct or something? Who? Mike South. Oh, no, I'm, so, I'm sorry, talking about Jim South, the, oh. uh, the old school, uh, the first porn agent ever. <laughs> yes. Um, it, there's just so many different companies now. And here's the thing about to just think like, well, I could do porn. I want to shoot for like zero tolerance or wicked or nobody's going to waste, especially with budgets now and how free porn has fucking killed the industry. No one's going to take, no one's going to take a chance with you and waste a day because that's money out of their pocket. Yeah. So yeah, getting a girlfriend and doing a few scenes with her. And if you guys are on the same page and if I could do well and I get more work, don't get jealous and vice versa. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's not easy, and there's a reason why you see the same guys. You've been seeing the same yeah. guys forever. That's what people understand is like, you know, they're like, why are these guys still working, you know? And, they're and still working. One, they've earned respect that they could do the job. And Well, I think the real reason is is you're making the day that much easier. Yeah. You know, the guy already knows how to open his legs up to give you a shot. He already knows the system. He stays hard. The girls like working with them, you know, and you're going to have a four hour shoot and then go home. Yeah. You know, that, I, that's a half day. Whereas you go with someone new, you might have a six to eight hour shoot and you, you got know. you. You got to earn your respect. You got to earn the respect of the directors. It doesn't matter who you're fucking or how big your cock is or you think it is or at home. Oh, I destroy girls, pussies and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter because if the director doesn't know you, you know, the chances are they're not going to give you a shot. Yeah. If you were, try to do a scene with a girl that I rarely, I actually last week was the first time in a long time that a girl only works with a boyfriend was about to do a scene. Oh, wow. And I could tell you the guy, my friend. Who, who was directing and shooting it? They were like, this is going to suck. Yeah. And they're dreading it, but it's like they want to shoot the girl, and she yeah. only works with her boyfriend. And they were just like, uh, I haven't seen him again, or I, I didn't. You don't know that. I didn't escape. ask. Yeah, I didn't ask how it ended, but they were just like, these always fail. Yeah. And like, 
Yeah, like foreign like, sex is different. My girlfriend be like, I'm doing a cam show. Come get a blowjob. I'm like, okay. And then like literally what should take 45 seconds takes three and a half minutes. It's like, all right, stop thinking that you're on camera. Relax. Okay, now here we go. I'm working okay now. You know, but it's like, it's like, it's really a mental thing. Like you, it you is. have it, to. Uh, for anybody, like my best advice, if, you know, even taking Viagra, whatever the fuck. <laughs> You need to make it happen. If your head is not there, your dick's not. Yeah, there. Viagra it's doesn't going to work. Viagra doesn't just give you a boner. You know, no. it it just makes it easier to maintain. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. can't mentally focus and if you got shit on your mind, I I <clears throat> I've actually done scenes like I, I I remember this one time I was doing a scene and my I was just upset. I was like, gotta go to work, you know, gotta pay bills. And it was, it was so on my face, and I was not doing well. And he was like, Duke, are you free tomorrow? Come back tomorrow. I was like, yes, I am. I can't. And I came back, and my head was clear. And yeah. it was just like, you did it. It's, it's a mental thing. Yeah. And the more friendly you get with people on set, like everyone jokes around, and some people joke a little more than others, and that could, like, discourage people or get them upset and stuff. But – it's a it's a mental state what we do like an athlete or sexual athletes if you deny that that's yeah bullshit because if your head's not in the game you will not succeed and it will be obvious and once the those dominoes start falling it's pretty much it's it's more it's better to bow out and just say like you know what i'm not gonna waste anyone's time I'm not, it's not happening today. That's what's going on. Yeah. I've been there and it's, uh, people would appreciate you more instead of like, just, just give me give, five more minutes. Five minutes. Just, tell, just, yeah, yeah, suck, let her, let her suck my cock for like 10 minutes. And the yeah. girl doesn't yeah. like, that's like, ah, uh, yeah. That's like, just, if you know shit's not going well, just, just say, you know what? Sorry, guys. Really sorry. It's not happening today. Yeah. Like, but, um, there's so many more there's more agents out there there's so much more ways with like you can do your own yeah clips for sale there's so many you could be a fucking make a shitload of money come up with a good theme or something on clips for sale and make a name for yourself there you know yeah i don't do that but i know people that do and they do really well and um you know anybody that says i want to get into porn just like really it's it's a very big question because it's not um, you're not just getting into porn like you're letting your life is gonna change it's gonna be everywhere and if anyone that thinks they're getting into it and nobody's gonna find out and blah 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 it's like that's oh bullshit. yeah forget that don't yeah. ever <laughs> that normally when a girl comes on I one of the questions I ask is like and how many weeks did it take for your family to find out you know and they're always like how'd you know it was so fast. Like, because everybody watches porn. If not your dad, your dad's friend, somebody, yeah. your brother, no, everyone, your, brother, your, your high school pe friends find out first. Yeah. So I have a, you know, a good uh, friend. I I never told him, but his sister came to visit, and she was like, when we left, she was like, "Do you know who that is?" And he's like, "No, what do you mean?" <laughs> and you know. She told him, and it was just like, then everything, 
kind of felt weird. Or, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but it was just like, do you know who that guy is? And he's like, no, he's just my friend. Like, our kids play together. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. And he, you know, what a fucking awkward conversation. That's got to be, yeah. <laughs> like, my, this dude, like, his sister watches porn. She, yeah. like, recognized yeah. me. Like, that, that's a porn star, so. He's like, oh, so you watch him. Oh, awesome. Great. <laughs> Not only... <laughs> I know my sister watched porn. All right. Don't forget to follow at Tommy Pistol. Uh, the unbearable lightness of boning coming soon. Uh, Facebook.com. The gruesome death of Tommy Pistol. Wait. Facebook.com slash the gruesome death of Tommy Pistol. That, my friend, is our outro music. That was an hour and a half. It did good. It was quick. No, you can still talk. Say goodbye to everyone. Thank you, everybody, for uh, checking me out on Twitter, at Tommy Pistol, and I hope you guys like it. Um, this is fucking great. Thanks for having us on. Normally, Sal and I sign out with good talking porn, so can you do it with me? Good talking porn. You didn't do it. Let's try it again. Okay. Good, good talking, talking porn. porn. Okay, that was bad. We got to okay. do it again. Good talking. Wait. No, no, I'm just messing with you. Okay, we're going to get stuff. <laughs> right. Right. I, I was busting your balls. All right. All right. Good, good talking, talking porn. porn.